Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broadway Jets podcast. You'll know me from Twitter as NYJ Mike. I'm joined as always by the master of receipts, NYJ Matt. And Matt, the Jets lost on Thursday, but everything went in the Jets' favor this weekend, and they are in prime position to make a playoff push here in 2022. Yeah, I'm happy we didn't record it right after the Thursday night football loss because the vibes would have been a lot lower. Uh, we'll start with the game, but to your point, everything that could have went our way did, and now you you have a clear path. You went out, the Patriots drop one, and you're in the playoffs, right? Now, this could have looked a lot easier if the Jets would have taken care of business on Thursday night football against the Jaguars, right? Which, a game in itself, bad weather. I had the flu, so watching that game with the flu is brutal to say the least every, you know, the two for 13 on third down, Zach Wilson, not looking competent, can't run the ball. Like take me through your Thursday night watching that game. And really the missed opportunity it was where if you could steal that win, your path looks even greater going forward. Yeah. I mean, if you win that game, you just don't need the Patriots to lose, you know, and now two is going to probably, probably be out the last two games, which is, Good for the Jets week 18, but not good for the Jets next week when the Dolphins play the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but watching the game, I was going to go to the game. You know, obviously, we always go to the games together. You were sick. I asked a couple of people. They said it was supposed to be monsoon, so nobody wanted to go with me. So I was happy to stay home and watch. You know, Quinn and Strip Sack start the game. You're like, let's fucking go. Offense can't push it in. We're like, let's bear down, beat their ass. Didn't happen. One of the more disturbing performances of the season. You know, the Jets were getting a lot of hate online on Twitter, which you understand, you know, but this is not a year where it's, there's been a lot of uh, clunkers overall. You know, even like the Patriots game, you lose in the punt return touchdown. Defense played great. There are aspects of the game you played really well. This was an all-around bad game. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the defense caught a lot of flack, but for the last couple of weeks, and they've let up, you know, they let up, what, 13 points on defense in the in the – Lions game and 19 points on Thursday. So it's not all bad, but you know, Jaguars more than 96 yards. That was frustrating. Um, it, it was just, you know, brutal game. Zach Wilson just takes the air out of the team. I mean, it, it, it was great because I was about to tweet out through his first three punts that Braden man is the best player on the field right now. Cause he actually started <laughs> the game with three deep, you know, decent punts and then immediately followed Jake. up with a shank. Now, the one thing I've taken from the second half of the year is the Jets don't deserve, in my opinion, to go to the playoffs. I think that they've, in the past... Really? I, so hear me out. So, right, take it from the the first New England loss on. They've lost because of quarterback play at times, but then in good games, they lost because they were bad in the red zone. The defense gave up weird 80-yard drives the moment after the Jets go down and score a touchdown. Um, and then you don't take care of two games, and albeit you're with your quote unquote starting quarterback and Zach Wilson, who I know we're not uh, fond of now, but you had a chance at home in a five day window to win two games, um, and they go zero and two. So my my point in the, in that is right now I'm looking at this team sitting at seven and eight, and I don't think they deserve it. And you can look at injuries, a lot of things that would not go our way. We lost our best two offensive players. 
But the cool thing is now you have a moment to flip that and deserve it by winning the final two. If they win the final two and don't make it because the Patriots went out, we can look back and say, damn, this team could deserve to win it. But as I'm sitting here today, they have not done enough. They did not close out games when they could have, and they dropped two in a five-day window at home to teams that I know are hot, but you have to beat the Lions and or the Jaguars, enough of it. So um, I've tempered my expectations a ton. I think they should be favored in Seattle, which they are, so you can win that game and have a clear path. So right now, no, I don't think they've done enough to deserve it. They've dropped games on every way you can do it. Special teams, defense, offense. And you're right, Zach Wilson completely sucked the life out of this team. And if Mike White is under center, who knows how the last two games would have went. Yeah, but that's that's why I disagree with you. I, I don't agree with that take. I think that the Jets do deserve to make it. I think they're they're seven and four. You're playing good football with your new quarterback, and then he goes out for the two most important games of the season. And Jaguars and Lions, you know, two very potential playoff teams as well. So, you know, you lose four in a row. These are four teams that are either in the playoffs or gonna miss by a game. Um, it's you know, no excuses and it's frustrating. Like you said, they're under five hundred, so technically no. But how many quarters have the Jets played with their full squad intact? It just hasn't really happened. When you have that real team and the Mike White running the offense, you know, with a with a more than Patrick offensive line and the real defense, you saw for two games, three games, you saw the Bears, the the Vikings, and the Bills had a chance to win all three. Like you said, they didn't pull out, pull it out. But I, you know, I thought Zach Wilson played well enough to win the Lions game. But you you win one of those games with that with when he's not playing, you just do. Yeah, I guess my take is built from the fact that if the season ended right now, which if if they just cut the lights out and the Jets are outside looking in, I I'm not sitting here with like the 2015 mentality of you that's know poor, poor me right. We should have we should be in a dance right now. No, that's now. fair. That's fair. So and that is you know and, and you always you keep bringing up too the the Browns game is a fluke win. You know it's not like everything went against us. So yeah, and I really think the the Zach Wilson stuff online, and I think a lot of. I'm surprised, actually. I feel like it would be like 90% of the fan base against him. I do feel like there is a growing population of chill the fuck out. He still has a winning record like that. But that is dying down, obviously, very quickly. It's just how many times on Thursday did you watch a a drive where a sack happened? And then it's like third and 12 or I'm sorry, third and 17, third and 22. When you do like a screen to Michael Carter that goes for five yards and you punt. And you can talk about the conditions. Trevor Lawrence wasn't impacted at all. Um, uh, and it's just, he's not a real quarterback right now. And the fact that he's inactive, it, it, I don't think it's being talked about enough that Salah said that Flacco's number two, because remember during the whole reset, he's built his way back up to be the backup in what, what game was it where he was uh, listed as number two? Was it the, Oh, it was he the, was going, uh, Oh, he was going to be listed as the number two. They said in the Detroit game, they right, said he was he moving that path yeah. to have that. So in two games now he's back to relegated to being the reset. You and have Flacco. Your point, this is with a quarterback that's starting who has broken ribs. So there's a good chance he comes out of the game, and you and, don't. And the Jets don't trust Zach Wilson to to be in that game, which tells you a lot. You know they want statue Joe Flacco, and I was advocating for Flacco earlier in the year. You know, normal quarterback, veteran could hopefully just do some run the offense the right way. But you know, after watching him get strip sacked a thousand times, it's tough. And, and maybe the one silver lining here is that that is probably by most metrics, the end of Zach Wilson with the jets. This is again, coming from us. We're the most patient fans. Mm -hmm. We wanted to keep Sam Darnold. It's not about moving on quickly. I don't prefer 
the rapid pace turnover player personnel coaches. I don't prefer that. Um, but man, you after you know just the eye test, like you said, it's not professional. And uh, and this hopefully is the end that we don't have to watch any more of Zach with us. I do think Salah is really shooting himself in the foot. I think he's been very good at the microphone. But this whole instant coffee quote he keeps coming back to, brother, you're the one benching him. Like you're, yeah. everyone wants it now, now, now. You you not only benched him and made him inactive, you brought him back, and we're going to make him QB two, and then he ends up getting thrown into the fire for two weeks. And now you're benching him again. So this whole instant coffee argument he keeps making, I think, is really dumb. And then, I, but he keeps making the point of I think he's going to be a part of our plan moving forward. And he keeps saying that. And I took the quote where he kept saying that about Darnold too, yeah. and there was that limbo period. But Mike, I I don't know why. I woke up with this feeling, I, and I can't shake it. I think he's going to be on the roster next year. I think they're going to try to potentially move him, and they're going to look at the market. They're not going to get really any return for him. And I think they're saying, well, we have this type of talent. Maybe this whole summer we can reset him into being a QB2 and then make it like a quote-unquote like Jordan Love situation where they're like, we know his upside. He'll be on the bench, and we're going to get a veteran in here who's going to lead the team moving forward. And if something were to break... We have Zach Wilson, and I, I truthfully believe that the Jets quarterback room next year is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo and Zach Wilson. I can't shake it. I think that's going to be QB1 and QB2, well, and they're going to let Mike White walk. I, I, that's how I think it's going to end. Hopefully, it's very literally Jordan Love situation, and they get Aaron Rodgers. But Oh, my God. That, that's, yeah. our, that's our one, right? We're, we're even By far. By but far. now, that's like, the guy. The back-to-back MVP, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's playing with a broken thumb. He still has the Packers on the cusp of the playoffs. Now, what about Lamar Jackson? If Lamar it's... Jackson is the real number one. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, Lamar's younger, so it's just, you know, in a, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers for the next two years than Lamar Jackson. I'll say it. But yeah. it's it's very close, you know, and Lamar's hurt a lot. Aaron Rodgers is a dickhead whose family hates him. Uh, I don't know what he feels about playing with another LaFleur. I know his cap situation is, is very strange. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers eat like it's like a 50 million dollar cap hit if rogers leaves so if the packers are going to let him walk they're going to have to really blow it up and restart which maybe they will after you know this season uh if if the jets do roll with zach next year on the roster which also makes sense cap wise unless you're going to get a good return for him mm-hmm. it's fine i mean look that's that's the thing where people are saying he's never going to play for the jets again whatever look at Jimmy G in San Francisco literally gave a press conference where he's like, "Hey, thanks for everything, guys. See you later." And, that and was- they had him on another practice field, so he didn't have like it's didn't have yeah. the playbook. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. And you're right, look, Jimmy G's the guy. That's fine too because he's clearly better than Zach. So if they're gonna go out and bring in a veteran, there's a lot of options. We've talked about all of them: Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. Yeah. But yeah. at least there's a million options, and these are all legitimate, real NFL quarterbacks who've won a lot of games. So if you bring in one of those six or seven guys and you pair them with Zach, fine. If the Jets go get, like, Jacoby Brissett and make a stupid uh, quarterback battle between him and Zach Wilson, then I'll vomit everywhere. But you've been saying it. There's too much on the line for Joe Douglas and, and, and Salah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Year five is a real thing for Joe Douglas. If he's going into year five, and Salah's going to year three with no playoff appearances, the pressure to succeed is overwhelming. Like, in a scenario next year where the Jets go, and I made the scenario up last year on the podcast. I said, what if you go 7-10 and next year? 
and you have the young guys playing pretty well, and you kind of don't know. I go, I would retain them, but then the next year, you have even more pressure, and that's a very likely scenario now. So if you go into next year and you have the same, you got to get cluster injuries, you need to figure out quarterback. That's why I don't think they can afford to go the Roger Kobe Brissett, which again, it, that is a doomsday scenario. Doomsday. Uh, but I think they're going to be very aggressive at getting the quarterback. Well, there's enough uh, options too. Plus, all yeah. these guys being available is going to drive down the price. Fucking supply and demand, motherfucker. But also, right. uh, what? If, all right, Mike White. The Jets win the next two games. The Patriots lose in Buffalo mm-hmm. or to Buffalo. I don't even know where that game is. Mike White, is he the quarterback next year? The, all right. Jets win the next two, make the playoffs, lose in the first round to the Chiefs. Is Mike White the quarterback in 2023? I think they would still look out elsewhere, but not pursue as hard. Yeah. So the I Jets, wonder what his contract's going to be. I thought about that. Someone tweeted me today. I, I predicted that if he won both and they made the playoffs and they lost in the first round by like a by nine or eight, <laughs> if you go to, you know, in Arrowhead or in Foxborough or in um Buffalo. Buffalo. I think his contract would try they try to get him for two years where they can maybe sneak out after one year. And I think it would be fifteen million plus or minus five. So would it shock you if it was twenty million or twelve million or seven? Like I think it would be in that range. But it's not like I don't think they could give him twenty seven million dollars a year. Like it's not that and it can't be six million. Can't be six million. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It does make sense. That does make sense. I don't know. And and what do you have to pay Jimmy? What do you have to pay Carr? Because now you're looking at injury concerns with Jimmy G. You're looking we, at Derek Carr can't throw mm-hmm. the ball in the cold. Mike White injury problems. We got to talk about, I, I not to switch it up here, but it, it, I can't keep looking at the stats from the game and not talk about it. The Jets can't stop a QB sneak. The only time they stopped a QB sneak this year was... I think it was one game where it was like a fourth and one and a half, maybe the Bears game, and they did like a QB sneak where they oh it was it was Simeon yeah the court Simeon like took a few steps right and tried to sneak in like it wasn't a true like up the middle go he like took a weird step to the right and tried to go behind the guard and he got yeah. stuffed. Other than that, this team cannot stop a QB sneak. Goal line touchdown, another fourth down conversion, I think on a third down, and then Trevor Lawrence also on top of those. Ran for for fifty one yards. Well, the Absolutely ridiculous. I feel like the one thing I don't love about Salah is he's not very flexible with his scheme. Mm. So the Jets will line up with their four down linemen, like mm-hmm. Tony Romo said a thousand times that wide, <laughs> the wide gap, yeah, the wide formation, and they'll just run that play a billion times. Maybe they'll blitz a couple times a game. C.J. Mosley does that thing where he runs in, pretends to blitz, and then runs back a thousand times. They'll, and that's the reason they'll never stop a QB sneak. It'll be fourth and inches, and they'll put four guys on the line of scrimmage, it, like spread out. There's just it's just Nathan Shepard and then like three offensive linemen, <laughs> and then they do a QB sneak. It's very annoying. So a little bit inflexible. I understand why, and the defense has been terrific. But you know, I why not go into a little goal line set there? I think the one time they did go into a real, not the one time, but the most memorable time they went into a real goal line set was mm-hmm. the Lions game fourth and one. And then the Lions ran play action through a 50-yard touchdown. Yeah. So, you know. And then the other time they could have stopped a QB sneak was when C.J. Mosley decided to jump over everybody and ruin the Bills game. Get a get a nice encroachment there. So, Yeah, and there's a, there, there's a take that bothered me a lot. So Thursday night I was very upset. And my 
tweet consisted of, you know, you have after the first half, I was like, you have a second half now to prove that you're not the same old Jets. And, you know, unless you do so, you will always be that. And they went out there and laid an egg again. And we have to talk about Strevler a little bit, but um, Strevler was actually able to move the ball down the field. And after the game ended, I said, yeah, you had a prime position in prime time to show the world all your young talent, your great elite defense, and not get embarrassed by the Jaguars. And you did. And that was my take. The next morning I wake up and I see all these, you know, fuck this team, fuck the players. They don't care. They're losers. They're not as good as we thought they were. And all this stuff. And it's, okay, guys, chill the fuck out. Because what... You it's a little lay, too much. They laid one egg in the in the last since when the Bengals game. Week yeah, three? you're right. You're right. 100 since week three, this team has been competitive every week and has, they play second. their tail off. Yeah, yeah. They they play their dicks off, and and their dicks. They don't even have dicks. Anymore. Not <laughs> no more. But isn't that why we made our we made this podcast and the account the Twitter accounts because we wanted to bring a more positive energy, and I think we've you know, done a good job doing that. But it's looking at positive, it's more wow. rational, just more even cute. Mm-hmm. Way too many people after the game really took a, a and they took a hard stance. And I, I don't know who like one account probably tweets it and they all are like, oh we have to tweet it. It's not fun to do a whole fuck your players thing. Now yeah, if Ashton Davis sucks and I tweet out Ashton Davis sucks and my least favorite player on the team and he blocks me, I, f- I kind of feel bad about it, but I I meant it, right? <laughs> Brady Man Shanks, we can, t- but like to lump the whole team and like fuck this team, like especially after this year, they're not four and ten, right? They're, they're seven and eight. They were seven and four. They were supposed to be garbage this year, and they're they're fighting for a wild card spot, which is what we all we wanted. That's all we said we wanted. Yeah, but for the year, you have to have expectations and and, and abide by them. It's not fair. You know, to then say this team had an epic collapse. I don't think they had an epic collapse. You know, they lost two tough games to the two seed in both conferences, the Bills and the Vikings, on the road. Then your quarterback gets hurt, and you lose a couple of games that you could win to playoff contenders. It's it's difficult, but you're right. To come out and say that this team sucks, they don't try, is very frustrating, and it's undeserved. And, and to then question the defense, you know, your defense is letting up uh, is third in the league in points allowed, like fourth in yards, and to then start tweeting, oh, the defense is overrated, they showed their true colors. What? What? And they let up, what, 39 points in two games of the biggest two games of the year? They let up eight, 19 and a half points? That would be the fourth scoring defense in football. So yeah. this is their rock bottom. Right? And the Lions, it was, remember, there was Lions upon return. Yeah. Right? right? And you look at the sample as a whole, you're happy with how the team performed, Look at a guy like Saul Gardner gets beat one time on Evan Ingram by 24 yards and then doesn't drag. give another catch yeah. on a drag route. Like everything, like the, the, we have to talk a little bit too about the Pro Bowl. Um, four guys is very impressive for yeah. a team. Um, one side of the ball is awesome. And and, two and I got to I got to talk about Joe Benin- Beningo. I really think He's he is guy. the worst type of fan, and I think. I do think at times every fan base can be toxic, but there's a segment of Jets Twitter that loves the woe is me. Like they get off, truly get off to being miserable and bad things happening to them. And the fact that CJ Mosley can make a Pro Bowl and has CJ Mosley been like the best player ever? Like he's been pretty good. Like we we like CJ, the leader of a defense who's a top five defense in the NFL. So of course he makes a Pro Bowl. Good for him. Fuck it. 
he was he was physically and emotionally mad that he made it. Like, what are we doing? If you're a free agent, <laughs> you're gonna come to a fan base that has like this old fuck on the radio every week complaining about something, and they're complaining that their own guys got voted into the Pro Bowl. What did Mosley do wrong? He he's had a terrific year. He jumped over the line. That was a horrific play against the Bills. Right. That's bad. I think I remember. I think Nanny was tweeting about it, that Beningo was mad that Mosley didn't have enough sacks or any sacks. I, I tweeted out he yeah. his argument was the fourth down play, and that he doesn't have enough sacks, and his only <laughs> pick was in blitz. garbage time. Right. Yeah. The whole like, what are we doing here? His, and he should have another pick in the Broncos game that was reversed for no reason. That was that still should be investigated. That was crazy. And but there are tapes that you'll see like an older Jet fan be like, no, I love Joe. You're being too hard on Joe. I love Joe. He's great. It's like, what what are we doing? Then they're like, like I, you don't you don't understand. It's been 50 years. It's fucking 12 teams have never won a Super Bowl. People don't understand that. You know, it's not just the Jets. There are 12 teams who have never won. So, and you know, I always think about this. The only way that this is going to stop is if the Jets literally win the Super Bowl. If they lose in the conference championship game, it's going to say, oh, of course they couldn't win. You know, never going to win. If they lose a heartbreaker in the divisional round, oh, we could, you know, same Jets, blah, blah, blah. No, that's why we have to fight the other way. Like like you said, the Jets are going to play like same old Jets and they're going to lay eggs and and, and important games, fine. But if they're not and they're seven and eight, or they're eight, you know, and they have a chance to make the playoffs in a year where they're really not supposed to, and they have the fourth defense in football. You shouldn't come out and talk shit about your defense. You should not be upset that your players made a Pro Bowl, um, you know, stuff like that. So that's why we, you know, that's what we have to do. That's our and job. We have to fight against it. I do think, you know, looking ahead, if the Jets go out and beat Seattle and they play at four, the one o'clock game where Miami's traveling to Foxborough, likely without Tua, but have at least a good enough backup um, as you could have in the league in Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to play right now, that stupid Thompson guy? No, not Scott. Uh, yeah, Bridgewater's going to play. Good. So if if that game if that game hits, Steve Gelbs tweeted at me about it. He's like, this reminds me of 2002 when the Jets knew that they needed to win an in and they killed the Packers. Yeah. Like, not the same vibe, but... They would go. They would go. If Salah is walking out to the field and brings the team in a huddle and say the Patriots just lost seventeen twenty, uh, we win the next two. We're in. We might beat Seattle by fifty, and everyone will be like, "How the fuck can you say that? You they just lost four straight games." Well, things change, right? You now have a quarterback, and now you know yes. that you have a winning in. That's the one that's the thing that I don't understand either. A lot of people on Twitter also were saying, like you just said, Jets lost all these games. Blah blah. It's completely different. You have your guy back. Again, would the Jets have lost these last two games to the Lions and Jaguars if they have Mike White? I don't think so. Maybe they go one-on-one. The Jaguars played well. The defense wasn't great. But, I mean, it's a completely different game. The You know, the Jets are averaging about 430 yards of offense with, with Mike White and, what, 270 with Zach Wilson. It's not even a it's not even the same thing. And then to your point before, a little Strebler talk, Mm-hmm. I mean, that puts the nail in the coffin for Zach. You know, this guy comes off the practice squad. It's like he's a guy off the street. And, you know, the Jets have, what, 180 yards of offense with him in the fourth quarter. And Zach Wilson has, what, 10 for 18 with 90 yards and a pick. It's It, it was, not, you know, even with him. And Trevler is, is cannot ever start a game. I'm glad we established that as well. He can't throw <laughs> the ball. 
Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, the guy. Uzama touchdown. Uzama, it's a walk-in touchdown, you know, <laughs> and he throws the ball at the, the floor and Uzama makes a nice catch. The crowd cheers because they haven't seen anything all day. But fucking Christ, that's the game. You know, if, if Uzama scores there, it's 16 to 10. And then you have a real chance. But, yeah, you know, you have to appreciate what Strebler did. He also, Corey Davis dropped the ball on third down. And we converted like, after that, though. That would have been a. That would have been a backbreaking. Agreed, that would have agreed. I would have killed someone if that, but if that led elsewhere. Yeah. But I think there's very gutsy. the The reason why it's announced Zach Coffin isn't that they replaced him. Um, it's that the team immediately became energized and the stadium and it. You felt the, the whole thing. Yeah. I this might be a head ass take, but I'll say it. I I don't think Zach Wilson sucks because he's a cocky asshole or that he lost the locker room. I think players respect the fact that Mike White, who has been cut a billion times and is a six-round pick, wasn't handed anything, goes out there and plays his dick off, and he gives people better numbers. Zach Wilson, I don't think, is in the locker room like being a jerk and a, a rich, spoiled kid. I thought the locker room liked him. I think they do, too. I just think it's more of like a... You know, this is the second overall pick who just handed the quarterback spot, and we have a guy behind him that's better, and we play better, and, and our numbers are better. My livelihood is better when I have Mike White throwing me the ball because Elijah Moore goes from one catch to eight yards to maybe three catches to 47 yards. Like, that can be millions of dollars for Elijah Moore in the future. So it's I don't think it's crazy. really like a – I don't think Zach is bad because he's immature. He doesn't care. He's bad because he cannot read a defense – and he can't do anything under pressure. Those are the two reasons why he's terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's the and that's playing quarterback in the National Football League. I agree with you. I think he only has one bad quote. I don't think he's such a scumbag. That's not why I dislike him either. He definitely seems a little smug, whatever, but it, it's I don't think it really has ever manifested except for that one quote after the Patriots game. And like mm-hmm. we talked about, he just is trying to be literally very even keel. Right. And it just came off the wrong way. So you know, he said all the right things after the game last week. You know, he took all the blame. It is what it is. It sucks. And he's probably just not that good. <laughs> it's just it's just frustrating. And also, Elijah Moore, I know you're just using him as an example, but why the fuck is Elijah Moore tweeting out uh, Jalen Wild had an 84-yard touchdown on Saturday or Sunday. The Dolphin game was on Sunday. And J- Elijah Moore is tweeting, like, good shit, man, whatever. Like, No! We I'll are directly what. rooting against the Dolphins this week. What are you, insane? I'll tell you what. I think it's more insane that it's more like the Ole Miss versus Bama. Like, that's just weird to do that. And it's not like they have the same college, is my point. Like, sure. there's like a, If it's A.J. Brown, then you just chalk it up. That's his guy, whatever. I also just don't think Elijah Moore, like, uh, this is a dead serious take. I don't think. I don't think when he tweeted that out, he was like, oh, we need the Packers to win. No, I think he he's doesn't like, fucking know. That's why it's annoying. He's right, right. Bonus. Okay. That's part of the point. I he think ran. people thought he openly was like, no, he's just a fucking idiot. So at the end of the, the first Patriots game, he runs out of bounds when the Jets could have tried to lateral the ball, which something you tweeted out, which was a good point. I got at murdered the, for that take. At, at the end of the Lions game, when he caught the play on fourth and 18, which was a beautiful throw and catch, he runs backwards fucking five yards for no reason. Sit down. Go down. Shit like that. It's super annoying. You know, like, he, they, the clock could have just easily ran out in that Lions game. There was maybe one second left. That was kind of generous that the officials let the, let the Jets call a timeout with one second left. I think the Lions game, though, like, I get that point. Once you catch it and you stop your inertia, go down and call a timeout. It's not knowing the situation because he, he, he wasn't running around 
to get more yards or to run backwards. His momentum took him back, and then his brain was like, "I need to get out of bounds now." So, that, but that's football IQ. It's it, to your point. It's, it's just not a lot of football IQ. It's the same right. Thing it's over and over it's again. not the best. Making the wrong play, and I don't trust him with the game on the line, which has been multiple times, and he just does weird shit. And then this thing on Sunday just just made it more evident. Dude, like all every single fan is dying watching this Packers Dolphins game, rooting our our asses off for the Packers. And then the guy on your team is tweeting out, "Go Jalen Waddle!" Like what the fuck? It's so annoying. It's bizarre, man. It's bizarre. But I look that game to his concussion. I, I obviously horrible for him, and you want him to be healthy just in general. Like you don't want a head injury to be the reason why three different times That's this bad. year he has to come out. When you look at the impact that that has i i don't know if it's a positive or a negative yeah, i have no idea i it you, it's a coin flip because you're going back and forth because i'll think about it i'm like man we get to play the dolphins without tua again you know in a potential win and in game which yeah i think it's a net but, negative in my opinion but then yeah we like you ha- you could still beat the dolphins you still need the patriots to lose mm-hmm. the, it gets scary if the i think what happened the chiefs would have to lose to the broncos and the Bills would have to beat the Bengals, correct, for the Bills to clinch the one seed? Yes. Right. So as long as that doesn't happen, Buffalo's got to play Week 18 for right. the block. So in, in that case, if, if that's the case, I think Tua being out is a net positive. If Denver beats the Chiefs and the Bills, whatever, either either way, even if Denver, if Denver beats the Chiefs, the Bills clinch the one seed, um, and then we're in trouble. I don't like that they have an. Uh, I wish Hackett was still the coach down the year. Like that I new know, interim coach up. energy. But Russell Wilson has a concussion, right? He wouldn't play anyway. I don't know. He's disturbed. Hopefully, he plays. Piece of shit. No, we don't. We no, don't. I, I always go for yeah. the backup. <laughs> you need a backup. I was um, having this argument too. Someone was saying, my buddy's a Giants fan. He was saying he rather the Giants play the Bucks than the 49ers in the playoffs. And I said I'd rather play the last pick of the draft of this year, Brock Purdy, than the best quarterback in the history of football in Tom Brady. But it's interesting. It's close because obviously Brady's not having a great year. It, it, it would be, I would play the 49ers. And everyone, everyone will tell is. you the 49ers have a more complete team. They are in a way better spot. On a yep. neutral field, they would probably beat the 49 or the, the Buccaneers. And I really believe that. But if I'm playing someone, if you are down, if you are up four, with three minutes to play You're and fucked. the other teams receiving the ball, you you just don't want Tom Brady there. No, I don't want to play Brady. I don't want to play Rodgers in the playoffs. Legacies on the line. Shit, yeah. like, I don't want that. But All right, now I think it bears the question. If you look at Tom Brady, who will play next year and will not play in Tampa, I think that I, I think that is almost a guarantee at this point that he will not return to Tampa, that he's going to play. I think the three teams... Wow. Right now, that are very, very much possible is San Francisco. Yep. I think Miami, if Tua's injury is serious, I think that's a very possible scenario. I think the Raiders are a scenario. And I would sell my soul to have one to two seasons with Tom Brady and give him a whatever and just see what he does. And if he wants to come back, and if the motive is, look, I don't really fucking hate the Jets um, as much as I've let on. I just hate Bill Belichick, and I get to play him twice a year and kill him. 
would you take Tom Brady as the Jets 2023 quarterback? Yes, of course. But it's one of those things. It's like, I'll just, just have to despise him until he's literally on the field as a Jet. Yeah. And then we'll love him and it'll be great. But look, Brett Favre goes to the Vikings and is terrific. I'm sure the Vikings fans are fine with it. It's just, again, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's very hard to swallow. Um, just hated the guy for years. Gets a little personal. You know, fuck him. He's kissing his son. I hope he gets divorced. All these horrible things to wish upon him. And then he comes and quarterbacks our team. We'll take it, but yeah, it just feel tainted. I don't even know what an analogy. It's like just some awful girl in high school that you hated for years, but she's very successful, good looking, and yep. she wants to date you. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> it's an interesting analogy. I see where you're going with it, though. It makes he ruined sense. my childhood. You know, thirty and eight against the Jets. Even better against the Bills. His him against the Bills is like thirty five and two or something. It's so bad. Yeah. But like you, you, you want to win in Super Bowl. It would be if you know. I'd just rather win in Super Bowl with someone else. But beggars can't be choosers, man. Yeah. Trying you know, to think of what else. He also could go back to the Patriots. That is an option. I I did tweet out on Christmas Eve the compilation of Mac Jones and his four dirty plays. I've said it before. If you want me to go get a beer with Josh Allen, I'd love to. If you want me to go get a beer and you know hang out with Tua, seems like a good guy. You might have to go to the hospital. To <laughs> I I wish <laughs> I wish nothing but the worst for Mac Jones. I yep. truly think he is a pretentious douchebag, and the fact that and people people commented on my video and they're like, dude, that's like three and a half dirty plays. I'm like, so by the end of his career, if he plays 15 years, he's gonna have like 25 like really dirty plays. I'm like, that's <laughs> not a good base to be on, bro. He's like Vontez perfect of quarterbacks. The Grayson Allen yeah. of the NFL. And then Dov Kleeman, whatever his name is, stole your video and pretend that he didn't. Oh Dove. Is it that's... Dove? Dove? I think it's like Dove, dove into a pool. Yeah. I had a really bad, I had a good tweet at him one time where, you know, like my take of, I hate when people complain about, they drafted a guy from school, meaning that they can't draft the guy from the same school because the other guy was bad. So like it's, of course it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. If like Bryce Young, the Jets had the second overall pick, Bryce Young was at BYU. Like, and he is Bryce Young, like but it's like you're not gonna be like, oh, we can't. Like we drafted Joe Namath from Alabama. Does that mean all Alabama quarterbacks are now great? No. It it it's obviously by the the merit of that player and that team. So he had well, a t- yeah. he had a take one time where he was like, Jets fans are like so whatever about drafting USC quarterbacks. And I said I once met a guy named Dove. He was a great guy, and he was like that kind of <laughs> he's like that hurt Matt. And I was like, yeah, sorry, that was mean, but fuck. But nobody knows anything, or else Patrick Mahomes would go number one. Uh, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson would go number one. Brock Purdy's a third round pick, second round pick. Yeah, yeah, you just obviously you don't know. So it's silly to pretend that anybody knows anything. Then you say you don't want a guy from a small school, but then you look at again Josh Allen. He's playing in fucking North Dakota. Yeah, you know. So 
that it doesn't really matter to me. You know, you got to just trust your GM to evaluate. Hopefully we have that guy, you know, I do love Joe Douglas, but really a tough miss with Zach Wilson. My goodness. What if the jets did something else with that pick? Like, holy it, shit. And I don't even would... want Justin Fields. Like if they could have traded back or I, I I'm happy that the jets are going to go and get a veteran this off season. And I'm going to convince myself that that's the case because it's time to do that. I agree. I agree. Now, Seattle final predictions. I think the Jets are going to beat the fuck out of Seattle. You have no Tyler Lockett. It's not a good defense in Seattle. Uh, Kenneth Walker is, is a problem with the, with the Jets' run defense, but I don't think the Jets are going to get eliminated from Geno. I think the Jets are going to beat the Seahawks 30-17 to 17 and really Ooh. take care of business. Is a you know Finally, one of those games where everything's going to come together. You have your quarterback. The offense will be able to move the ball. You have the stud defense, and again, the Seahawks are missing their number two receiver, who is, you know, basically a third of their offense is Tyler Lockett and, and mm-hmm. Metcalf. So it'll be like a, the Bears game, but on the road. And I hope more so. important spot. Yeah, look, the Seahawks are a better team than the Bears this year, but again, it's a we we are seven and eight, but there are a lot more extenuating circumstances. The Seahawks have had their quarterback all year, and I think the Jets are going to go in and win this one. Yeah, I have Jets 20 to 17. I do think it'll be like 2010. I think they'll have like a pretty comfortable lead and pretty much handle the game. It could be a garbage time touchdown to keep it within the number. Uh, but I like 20 to 17. Mike, one last thing before we wrap up. Only two minutes to go. If it doesn't go our way on Sunday and the Jets do drop to Seattle and we are in a, a position where we have to have a, a, another Sunday late afternoon podcast of not being thrilled. Uh, there are a few things that can happen, which is absolutely disgusting to think about. Like, very few scenarios happen. And the Jets have a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. That's ridiculous. We'll, we'll revisit that, we'll, you know, if that has to happen. Is, is your is your thought process O-line, linebacker, and safety? Yeah, I mean, look, you're going to get Beckton and ABT back. Obviously, you're going to count on ABT more. Um, you have Max Mitchell. You have young talent on the line. I don't know what they're going to do with Tom, Lake and Tomlinson or McGovern. Um, not that Tomlinson's a free agent, but probably draft an interior offensive lineman. You probably draft safety, a middle linebacker, or, you know, you bunch, you bundle a bunch of picks and make a big move for a quarterback. So yeah, you have the flexibility to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And then two guys that a lot of people have been talking about cutting are Lawson and Davis. Uh, I, I get that maybe they're not matching what you want them to have as a production level, but when I when you cut them, I don't think it's cut them and find someone better. I think it's maybe try to restructure their deal and bring them back. They're great sure. locker room guys. Um, Corey Davis, obviously, production isn't where we want it to be. And Carl Lawson, still, you'll see like the weird metrics of like pressure rate. He's like ninth in the NFL. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not ready to get rid of either of them yet, but I would love a restructure. Yeah, I agree. I think we're going to run out of time. I know. Less than a minute, Mike. Less than a minute left, Mike. It was great chatting with you. You coming over Sunday for the game? Yeah, I should be there. Yeah, it's a big game. Got to do it. All right. 420 start. Mike, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, my friends. See you.